Welcome back to the Hippo Campus Clubhouse. Aaron here, and today at the Clubhouse, we're exploring the life and diary of the world-famous child author, Anne Frank. Born on June 12th in 1929, Amelie Marie Frank, also known as Anne Frank, moved from her home in Frankfurt, Germany to Holland when she was just four years old. There, she thrived while attending school in Amsterdam and after learning to speak Dutch, had many friends. In her free time, she loved to play table tennis and read, but above all, she loved to write. Her parents knew her love of writing and bought her a diary, also known as a journal, for her 13th birthday. At the same time, World War II had begun and life for Jewish people all over Europe was upended almost overnight. Anne used her diary, who she named Kitty, not only to document how hard life was for Jewish people during this time, but she also used her writing as an escape. See, back then, a man named Adolf Hitler made it illegal for anyone of Jewish faith to have the same equal rights as everyone else. Despite many people disagreeing with these laws, most followed along anyway out of fear. This was not only wrong, but many people were hurt or worse as a result. Though Anne did not live long enough for us to know her entire story, her diary, Kitty, was found and let us see through her words what her life and those of six million other Jews were like during that time. Now, let's get comfy cozy and ready to open our hearts and minds with Anne Frank, a kid's book about hope, written by Mary Min. Frank, a kid's book about hope. I'm Anne Frank. When Adolf Hitler became president of Germany, prejudice against Jews was growing, and I was Jewish. So when I was only four years old, we fled Germany to live in the Netherlands. Moving to a new country meant I had to learn a new language and new customs. It was hard, but I adapted quickly. This helped me to settle into my new school pretty well. But then came the start of World War II. The Nazis had invaded the Netherlands where my family had thought we would be safe. Life as a Jew was hard. We were not allowed to live our lives normally, and we had to wear a yellow patch on our clothes. We had to hand in our bicycles, and we were only allowed to do our shopping between the hours of 3 and 5 o'clock. We were not allowed in the movie theater, in the zoo, on the trams or trolleys, or even the public swimming pool. When they finally said that we couldn't go to school with some of our friends and neighbors, I was crushed. We had to go to Jewish-only schools and they were very different from the schools we had gone to before. 
I was very sad about the new laws, so to cheer me up, my mom and dad threw me a party and bought me some gifts for my 13th birthday. My favorite gift was a journal. It would soon be my close confidant or best friend, the kind of friend who was always patient and always there. I named her Kitty. I didn't know that that would be the last birthday that I celebrated in freedom. We lived for two years in my father's office building in a secret space behind a bookshelf that I dubbed the Secret Annex. Our hiding place was small for eight people. It was comprised of our family of four and another family of three, the Van Pels, and their son, Peter. A while later, we welcomed another person. Her name was Fritz Pfeffer. Daddy and I adapted relatively fast, but Margot, my sister, and my mom had a much rougher time. The few people who helped us brought food and new books for us to read and eat. We were so thankful that I called them our protectors. They could have been punished for even helping us, but they did it anyway. In the secret annex, we had to be very quiet, for the people downstairs in the factory could hear us and report us. One day, Margot had a very bad cold, and we didn't dare let her cough for fear of them finding us, so we made sure to give her lots of cough medicine. Another day, a man came to do some handiwork in the factory downstairs. After he had worked for almost 15 minutes, we heard him lay down his hammer and his tools. That's when we heard a knock at the secret annex door. I was so scared. I imagined a giant growing bigger and bigger and bigger in size with each knock that was made. Open the door, it's only me, said Johannes. I was so relieved to hear Johannes' voice. Thank goodness, if we had been caught, we would have been sent away to a labor concentration camp. There, people were treated very badly and often went hungry or perished. I was not allowed to go to school anymore, but I wouldn't give up on my education, no matter how hard the Nazis tried to deny me. I continued to study and learn, and I remained hopeful that we would one day come out of hiding and go back to our normal lives. I wanted to grow up to become a writer. I loved to write. I learned as much as I could from the books that we had, and I practiced in my journal. I wrote all about our lives in hiding, my feelings, my fears, my hopes, and my dreams. Some of the pages said, when I write, I can shake off all my cares. My sorrow disappears and my spirits are revived. But that's a big question. Will I ever be able to write something great? Will I ever become a journalist or a writer? I do want to be useful or bring enjoyment to all people, even those I've never met. I want to go on living even after my death. And that's why I'm so grateful to God for having given me this gift, which I can use to develop myself and to express all that's inside me. I think Sissy Van Marksbelt is a first-rate writer. I shall definitely let my children read her books. For two years in hiding, I was deprived of my freedom. 
and did not feel the wind, go outside, or even breathe fresh air. And even though times were hard, I never gave up on myself or humanity. Where there's hope, there's life, and it fills us with fresh courage and makes us strong again. I didn't get to grow up, though. Our hiding place was discovered, and we were sent away to concentration camps. I perished there with my sister when I was just 15 years old. After the war, the only person who had survived was my father. He went back to Amsterdam to look for us and learned that we had all passed. Meep gave him the journal that she had found and hid after our capture. And when my father decided to publish my journal, I finally became a published author. With my words, I spoke for six million people who had been terrorized and oppressed like we had. I refused to be silenced, and my story was heard all around the world. For those who have courage and faith shall never perish in misery. The End Wow, that was quite a story. I liked that Anne never ever gave up hope despite all of the serious difficulties she and her family faced during Hitler's reign. Her words helped to shape our understanding of how the Holocaust came to be so that we as a world can make sure that it never happens again. In fact, Anne's diary is so powerful that it has been published in over 70 different languages all over the world and has sold over 36 million copies. World leaders such as John F. Kennedy, Nelson Mandela, and Barack Obama have been inspired by Anne's writing, and even a worldwide movement of anti-prejudice education has come out of her published work. I hope you enjoy Anne Frank, a kid's book of hope, and maybe learn something new to share with those in your world. Our free story time is welcome to all and made possible by listeners like you. We greatly thank you for your support. If you're new to the clubhouse, click subscribe. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review. Be sure to tell your friends to join us next time. If you'd like to be a guest on our podcast with your favorite story, have a grown-up visit our website at hippocampusclubhouse.com and under podcast, click on Storytime Voices. While you're there, check out our one-stop bookshop featuring safe and family-friendly titles to love for everyone in your home, even the grown-ups, all while helping to support small business and independent bookstores all across the country. Grown-ups, don't forget to join the Clubhouse mailing list and learn about new story adventures ahead, parenting tips rooted in neuroscience, sensory-based activities, free story time related printables, and more. Until next time, be sure to tell your story with an open heart while listening to others with an open mind, just like Anne Frank did. <laughs>